He's Howard Eibach, former copywriter and creative director and the author of two books on the creative brief. And he's Henry Gomez, an ad agency strategist with over 27 years of experience. Together, Henry and I are the Brief Brothers. We love talking about creative briefs, briefing, and advertising. We're back for another episode, Henry. Today, we're going to do uh, one of our favorite exercises. We're going to look at a brief. This one I grabbed from my creative brief archive on my website. It's for a brief written by an ad agency in London called Red Cell, which, to my recollection, closed its doors in about 2002. It may have reemerged as something else, but I'm a little fuzzy on those details. But what this product is, is Iceland uh, frozen, gro frozen grocery store. Everything in the grocery store is, is frozen. There's no fresh. We love talking about real products. And this, I think, fits that category nicely. Also, I wanted to just point out, back in the day when I was first starting in my advertising career in the late 80s, I worked at a shop in Milwaukee, Hoffman, York, and Compton. I've lauded the creative brief or the creative director many times. And I cut my teeth on a retail account there. It was a grocery store whose name I no longer remember. But I used to follow the senior copywriter, also whose name I no longer remember. But she also, she also called herself the retail slut because she did every week. She went over and put together those flyers for the newspaper with the specials of the week. The circular. And the the circulars, sales circular. The sales circular. I wrote copy for this. You know, it's nothing sexy, nothing sexy at all. But this is about what you do when you work at an ad agency. You work on accounts that are not sexy, but you learn the trade. You learn the inside out of how these accounts work. So that's another reason why I really like this particular brief. Let's do a screen share and take a look at it. It's the agency again is Red Cell. This agency's client is called Iceland. Now, Iceland range is you, British euphemism or British uh, language for the range of products that they have. So I'm just going to do a quick scroll. This is the whole brief. It's one page. It's right to the point. It, it's brief. This lives up to the, to the, our requirement of a brief, brief. So let's go through this. We'll have a conversation about it. The first two questions are not so much questions, but they do set up a kind of shift. It starts off as what is and what if. So what is Iceland is a predictable frozen food supermarket that appeals to deal hunting mums on a budget. And then they ask the question, what if? What if we revealed some of Iceland's hidden secrets and told mums about all the other great reasons to shop there? Why is advertising needed? Iceland is more than just deals, but you'd never know it with all the deal advertising it does. There is, in fact, a huge level of product innovation that moms never know about because they've never been told. Whenever we have researched ideas around their ranges or new products, moms have always asked in a rather frustrated way, why don't they tell us about all these brilliant things? Iceland now wants to communicate three ranges designed for these budget-conscious busy moms. Kids Crew, Pizzas, and the Christmas Lines, Party Fair, and Christmas Made Easy. What is the role of advertising? This advertising is not just about informing mums about Three Rangers, but pitching it in a way that tells them there is more to Iceland than they have ever realized. How do we do this? 
by creating an idea or territory that pulls these ranges together and surprises mom with Iceland's hidden secrets. This element of surprise or intrusiveness is important as moms are used to OTT advertising from Iceland and anything too passive, despite how well branded it is, is not usually recalled as Iceland advertising. Who are we talking to? Think of the typical hardworking, underappreciated mom trying to feed a demanding family on a tight budget. Iceland is a godsend to them with its amazing deals and the advertising draws them in on a regular basis. However, they either go straight for the deals or look for favorites, rarely taking the time to browse and find all the new things Iceland are introducing. They are family and house proud, live vicariously through celebrity mag gossip magazines and soaps, have a wide network of sassy mum friends. These mums are surprisingly switched on in street smart and are always looking for something new to make life just a bit easier. Their family is everything, kids especially, and it's the needs of the latter that, inform, that often inform and dictate their needs. Core thought. There's more to Iceland than anyone ever knew. Tone of voice. Enthusiastic, straightforward, and fun. Mandatories. They have a tagline or an endline because moms are heroes. Now, just one little back piece of background before we start our discussion. This brief is probably more than 20 years old because Iceland, Red, Ice, or Red Cell shut its doors around 2002. So late 90s, early 2000s, that's my guess. Well, I'll turn it over to you, Henry. I've got some definite thoughts about this because I have used this brief in my training. You've just read it as, before, we, uh, before we hit the record button here. What are your thoughts? I like it. It's a solid brief. And um, so first, as you said, points for one page. Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, it's clear for sure. Um, there's it's it's not uh, there's nothing nebulous here. Uh, the assignment is is clear. Um, the the format is interesting, you know, uses we talk a lot about templates and format and it uses some things that are a little bit different, but not altogether that different for example you mentioned here the what is and what if it is a form of shift right like the what is is the what they think now that they know iceland um it appeals to them because they're on a budget and the what if is you know wow i didn't know uh that iceland had all these hidden secrets so you could easily turn this into uh first person from the point of view of the target audience which we're told who that is later um from th this uh kind of format um the why is this advertising needed i i always like a brief to have some sort of context the current template that i use it says actually context backstory uh what's the context we need to know for this assignment because there's always something leading up to this assignment. And so I think that this does a, a really good uh, job of that. And and it really, part of what I liked, I was smiling while you were reading it, was how they incorporated the research, right? So they've done focus groups. They, they went and they talked to, and when they show them all this stuff, they say, I never knew they had that. Why don't you communicate that? You know, so this is almost like a, people are telling us that they would love us if they knew this stuff about us that they only ever get to know, like when we put them in front of a focus group, uh, in a focus group setting. So, um, you know, here, the role of advertising, I think, you know, to your 
lessons, I think they could punch that up a bit, like in terms of what is the verb, like what are we, what are we trying to get out of them, you know, although it is alluded to um, in other places in the brief, it's really surprising them um, is the, is the verb here. Um, so, uh, you know, how do we do this? And here they're kind of giving you um, some of the specifics on, um, you know, what they're looking for in the creative. They want some sort of a campaign, some sort of an ad that um, brings this element of surprise. So they're, they're kind of saying that here, not in the what is the role of advertising. Um, really, those two sections could have been put together into one section, but that's fine. Um, and I think they they talk a little bit about the fact that they do a lot of deal advertising, which means price advertising, um, sales. And they want this campaign or ad or idea to stand apart from what the typical deal advertising that they do. I believe uh, when you teach, and, and I think this was in one of your books, um, this brief, the, the, or at least we've talked about it before, um, is the target description I think you're particularly fond of, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the phrasing here is is a good reason for it for you to uh, like the target description this idea of family and house proud right like that's a one-liner that suddenly you know captures a, a mindset and it's really evocative um so i i i like this uh target description as well then we have core thought which is single-minded proposition or the promise or the single most important thing we need to communicate a unique selling proposition whatever you want to call it this is the the main line of the brief like what's the brief all about there's more to iceland than anyone ever knew um th what's the proof for that well they give it earlier we we kind of uh uh see it uh, earlier when they they talk about the three different lines that they're that they want to advertise which are the the kids crew the pizzas and the uh the christmas they have a couple of christmas lines so um there is evidence there for the promise although it's not structured in the way normally you get the promise and then the reasons to believe or the evidence that come after it tone of voice again i i mentioned this with a lot of the older briefs that we look at um this one actually is pretty clear what the, the tone of voice is. I think nowadays there would be more of a, of a pressure to have some really distinct tonality or tone of voice that will have been kind of internally branded as this is our voice. This is the way the brand speaks some shorthand. Um, uh, like we've talked about, you know, Burger King back in the day had the cool uncle filter and everybody knew what the cool uncle was. Um, you know, but this is better than most, um, tone, uh, descriptions from the period, right. Which have like just kind of mildly, um, positive, uh, adjectives, but nothing really distinctive. I think here it's telling you it's enthusiastic, straightforward, and fun. Um, so we know it's not going to be serious. We know it's, it's not going to be bullshitty. It's a kind of like, we are, you, you, you get what 
you get what you see. And then a mandatory, a single mandatory here, which is actually nice. Not not a, a ton of, of constraints, <laughs> but um, they have a tagline that they're using. And you think that that's an appropriate, you know, mandatory here is, you know, we even though this is maybe going to run side by side with that deal advertising we're doing, we want to maintain our tagline and our continuity there. So I think all in all, very, very solid uh, brief for, like you say, a, a mundane category. You know, it's funny. Um, I was thinking about this idea of a frozen grocery store and we actually, as of only a couple of years ago, a few years ago, we have one in Miami called Wild Fork. And that's what they have. It's pretty small format store, but it's all frozen. And their main thing is uh, meat, right? So they have, but they have everything. I mean, they have everything from ribs to, you know, really expensive steaks to um, uh, exotic meats. Uh, and it's a really cool format and the prices are great um, uh, because everything's frozen, you know? Uh, uh, so wild fork is, is an interesting, but I remember when I first saw this brief, I thought, wow, that's kind of a weird concept, but now we have something similar here in Miami. Well, as a practicing pescatarian, I probably would not partake of uh, wild fork unless they did sell frozen fish. Yeah. They, they have fish as well. Okay, good, good. Well, I'm hoping they'll, Something like that will open up out here on the West Coast. I think your phrase, Henry, better than most, I think is a good descriptor of this brief. And since there are so few briefs that really are that good as a, as a working, as a former creative, uh, I can speak and attest to that. Most creatives will say that they can remember one or two briefs in their entire career that were brilliant or, or great. But I also come back to something else that you've said, and I, and I quote you a lot when I do my training. You say that my absolute minimum goal or aspiration to writing, for writing a brief is to be clear because creatives can, res can respond to and work from a clear brief. As a creative, I'll speak to that. Yes, if it isn't clear, what am I supposed to do? I hope for, we all hope for something inspirational, but I can work with clear. So this fits the absolute minimum requirement of clarity. It, it hints at, at inspiration. It hints at, you know, the tongue-in-cheek fun. Uh, I agree with you about the, 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 um, the description of the target audience. This is the favorite part of my brief. It could easily be switched from third person to first person without, a, without, a lot of, without breaking into a sweat at all. Because there is some, there are some insights here about who these people are. I like the fact that you pointed out that the researchers, whether it's focus group or reading or both, were listening. And I, I am transported back to our very first episode of the Brief Brothers, where we both described what we thought were the absolute necessities to be a good brief writer. You said being a writer, and I said being a good listener, not just with your ears, but with your eyes, which means going out and into the environment where the product or service exists and paying attention. So I think they did a good job here. Um, you and I have also talked about how many brands don't have a tagline, an end line, a slogan, and how much a brand weighs on or is carried by its slogan or tagline. And when you don't have one, how much money is left on the table because 
You have no equity. And how many times have brands established a powerful tagline and then walked away from it? You know, you can look at the Nikes and the BMWs of the world and a handful of others who have been with their, stuck with their taglines for decades and have built the equity. You can also look at others that have had really good taglines and walked away from them and how much equity they've left on the table. This is, and the thing I love about the, the because moms are heroes is that the brief itself works its way up to it. You can almost see this coming. It's about the surprise, remind moms of things that they didn't know about because they care about these things. They, they're, they're, they're family and house proud. You're building toward this, this very powerful tagline. So yeah, I say this is, a, this is not a great brief. It's a good brief. It's a better than most brief. As a creative, I can work from it. This is something we can learn from. And it's one of the reasons why I, I haven't used this one in a while because I like to rotate, but this one fits the description of a good teachable document. I like it a lot. Absolutely. What you don't have here is a bunch of different objectives, a bunch mm -hmm. of different uh, uh, trying to do too much. It's single-minded. It's like, hey, we need to surprise this specific target audience by showing them stuff about our store that they don't know. And those things are these three things. Um, and that's clear. And like you said, clarity is the number one goal. Um, you could give this to any freelancer anywhere in the world and they could generate some ideas yeah. that maybe you have to be fine-tuned for this particular nuances of the client or whatever, but there's no reason why a creative couldn't take this document without even a briefing, frankly. I mean, which is another aspect that we talk about, you know, is this super inspiring? No, but who knows at the briefing, there might've been a video, there might've been a story told, there might've been a lot of, they might've gone to the store and done the, the briefing there. I mean, all things that you could do to inspire that maybe don't translate to the page here. But the point is that this brief, as it is standalone without any outside context, because we don't have it, is something that we could create a campaign from. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to channel my marketing uh, friends because I work with marketers a lot when I do my training and address their concerns. Because the first thing they're going to say is, where are the deliverables? Where are the deliverables? The KPIs. Where are the KPIs? What's the marketing objective? It's like, okay, that's what the briefing is for, right? Or as I like to say, put that on page two. The creatives want to see this. This is what we need, this on page one. The KPIs are not unimportant. The budget isn't here either. I mean, and the deliverables aren't here, but we can discuss those things. And of course, this is probably not the first brief. They've been around, the, 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 age, the client has been around for a long time. You can go onto YouTube today, I believe, and look at Iceland's uh, YouTube page, and you can see that they have fun with their with their advertising. So they've been around for a while. So people who work on this account are are steeped in the brand. So you don't have to have everything in the brief. That's page has, two or or in the briefing. It has it, one of the great things I could say about this brief is that there's nothing in it that I would have cut. Right. Like there's not one thing. One, one thing we, we, we don't you know, we don't quite understand what the use of the word OTT advertising refers yeah. to 20 years ago. We know yeah. what it means today. But well, OTT, yeah, it's a television industry or a, or, a, you know, 
streaming it's basically streaming uh entertainment but like you said this is a brief from 20 years ago so who knows what that means um i guess that one abbreviation it couldn't it couldn't have hurt them to spell it out or say what it is but again to your point assuming the creators work on this brand and they know uh what it what they were talking about here but there's nothing in here like it's not larded with a bunch of data that's irrelevant or uh you know a bunch of things that don't add or don't contribute somehow to the ultimately the single-minded proposition the core thought as they call it uh everything here is leading up to that and builds up to that yeah you know let me address one other thing because i do hear this occasionally and that is why are you showing me a brief that's 20 years old? I want to see something that was done yesterday. To which I say, well, if you were to study, let's just say, art history, you wouldn't tell the instructor, if you're going to teach me anything that's more than 20 years old, I'm not interested because I can't learn from, from Picasso or Renoir or Michelangelo because they're way, 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 way too old. I'm going to look at you and laugh. There are lots of things we can learn from an, a document such as this one that's 20 years old because it follows the fundamentals. It gives creatives what they need the most. So whether this is two years old or 20 years old matters not one whit. And look, I get tired of hearing that. We, Our industry, unfortunately, is bombarded with the narrative of everything is changing, everything's revolutionary. Mm -hmm. And the truth is some of the vehicles that we use to advertise have changed and they change dramatically and they change fast. But the fundamentals of what makes a message creative what makes it compelling what makes it emotional what makes it connect with a consumer what are the motivations of human beings those things don't change we don't we don't evolve that fast i mean the you know the the fundamental motivations of human beings haven't changed in recorded history um and so they 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 kind of manifest themselves differently you know now we have cell phones and we might uh have a different way of expressing our core interests and our and our motivations but they're still the same underlying all that and i think there's way too much of everything has changed in marketing and i i don't agree uh, uh you're gonna learn more from a well-written brief from 20 years ago than from a shitty brief from yesterday I couldn't agree with the, with you more, Henry, and I think that's a great place to stop. Good stuff, Henry. Good stuff, Howard. He's Henry. K <laughs> he's Henry Kissinger. <laughs> he's Henry. Ah, he's, gravelly, he's Henry. gravelly voice. We did the best we could. <laughs> you're not. You're not 99 years old. He's Henry Gomez, and he's Howard Ibach, and together we're the Brief Brothers. Till next time. Bye bye. bye, -bye.